if it's called Through the Multiverse of Madness, directed by Sam Raimi, I'm like, all right. I will tolerate Benedict Cumberbatch for that. You don't like Benedict Cumberbatch? Does anyone? I thought he. I thought everyone hated him. Why do people? Why would people hate Benedict Cumberbatch? Why? Because just, he was Khan. No, just because he's like, I don't know, he's just like, whatever. I would. I I I I I will tell you that he is quite a respected and loved actor. He has who is, he has who fans. Is, his uh he has his Cumberbunch, his fans. No way. No, you're lying. They're not called the Cumberbunch. <laughs> no, they're the Cumberbunch. No one is fucking. No, there's not a movie coming out which has Benedict Cumberbatch in it, and people are going, "Oh, I love him." He's isn't he just the best? Hi, uh, welcome to Movie Butts. I'm Arnie Joe, and this is Dane. Say hi, Dane. Hi. Uh, this is our podcast where we do a bunch of math to determine the best and worst of a certain topic. I generally do a bunch of math. You know, I put in the Rotten Tomatoes, the Metacritic, the IMDb user, the Rotten Tomatoes audience scores. I count for inflation and the number of reviews. Put it all in a big stew pot and I spit out the numbers uh, to see which is the commercially and critically the most successful and critically and commercially the least successful. Uh, this week we watched the early years of uh, David Fincher. Uh, what won the best, Dane? Fight Club. Yeah, Fight Club won. This one was a really hard week. I basically, it was a fucking donkey vote for best because Seven smashes them all out of the park with money. And I can see why. I don't know if you can too. It's like fu- people love the fucking serial killer shit. You know what I mean? So that movie made so much fucking money. Zodiac critics love it i think it's because it's somewhat of a biopic so people critics dig that shit and Mm. um audiences because it's you know quote unquote the defining cult movie of our time audience scores tended to lean in the in the way of um fight club i ended up having to do a fucking poll and um it was a dead heap for like 10 of the 12 hours i had the poll up which is ridiculous and then eventually, I th- a couple of people voted, and Fight Club ended up winning. Um, how do you feel about that, Dan? Um, you know, I, I really would have been. Um, I, I'm, you know, I was willing to sit through any. I, I like all these, all those movies. Um, but I, I, Zodiac is a good one. Like mm-hmm. I have to agree with the critics. It's a, it's, it, it is really good, but. I didn't mind sitting through Fight Club. Mm. I can I can see why all like all three of those bits of statistics make sense to me. Like this film here, like Fight Club has such a rabid fan base. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's this layer of irony in terms of this movie, the themes and stuff of it, and the and the way audiences fucking respond to it. It's creepy for me a little bit. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit. Again, serial killers and Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, fucking $333 million. That makes sense. People, like, if, if, if you tell me there's a really good psychological thriller fucking serial killer movie at the cinema, I'm going to go see that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also to say that it has the, um, you know, the older detective and the new young detective. 
That's a that's a trope that everyone loves. Yeah, people again like I I, I like those kind of films, and you know Seven's a really good example of it. And you know you throw in Fincher's style, and you've mm. got yourself a, a classic. Um, funnily enough, critics don't really like Seven or Fight Club. Did you know that? Yeah. Critical responses for those films uh, are, are fucking not great. Like, the Metacritic scores for both of them is, like, a dismal. Like, some of the lowest I... Like, like I, if, if you told me that it's in the 60s, like, 60%, I'd be like, are you serious? Um, yeah, well, I think with Seven, it's kind of like for the same reason that you said Zodiac got such high critic scores. Yeah. It's because they're very predictable... They can't be seen to give a movie like Seven, which is pretty tropey, you know, give that like a nine out of ten. Even if they love it, it's like, yeah, but you know, it's just it's 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 like a popcorn movie. So yeah, it's I, I, I six don't know. Or seven. That's uh, it's a, they're a bit pretentious sometimes with that sort of crap. Yeah, um, sometimes the critics can be pretentious. I've I've also noticed. I think I think Zodiac <laughs> is probably. This like it, I wouldn't call it a safe movie. Like for me, that takes a lot of risks as a film, and that's why I love it. But I think it's like the closest example to him making something in this era that's like you can't be offended by much. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing, there's nothing overt. There's no overt fucking um, uh, violence and creepy visuals with fucking seven. The game yeah, is, like, also, weird and, like, incoherent at times, so critics can not like that if it doesn't make sense. This movie is, like, a fucking, like, like anarchist propaganda, so I could see that, you know, <laughs> critics would hate that. Zodiac literally yeah. has nothing about it that they could hate. So, I don't know, that kind yeah. of makes sense for me. I mean, even the violence in Zodiac... Um is is it, it's 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 justifiable because it's based on a true story i mean justifiable to a mainstream critic mindset in that even if there's something shocking that offends you in there it's like well it really happened it's not the it's not the director picking on me it's just really it really happened and is depicting I, real events i call that wow, the how fargo shocking. effect the fargo effect the fucking coen brothers name a film a true story and people like mm. my dad, who wouldn't wouldn't touch a film like Fargo, ever mm. in the history of, you know, like for me that's not a movie I would associate with my my dad, but he loves it because, and I think it was because he thought it was a true story. You know what I mean? Like people put up yeah. these, take down these walls and go, oh, okay, well I'm about to watch some history here. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, there's this violence. Oh, well then that happens, so I can accept yeah. that. Um, they, yeah, they suspend all disbelief. It's crazy. Like, they just take they just take it in. It's it's crazy. Anyway, we're we're getting a bit because they think they're watching something real. Yeah, something <laughs> important. You know, like oh, it must be important. They've made a movie about it, and there's yeah. violence. Oh, and, it, and it and it really happened. And it really too. happened. Yeah. Um. So yeah, in the end of the day, uh, the audience score for, uh fight club the poll i did and i i did take into consideration the fact that critics have kind of um flipped a lot in recent times uh for this film it is now regarded as a classic um yeah. 
again, a critic said that this is the defining cult movie of our time, um, which I can't really disagree with him. Um, it's huge. It's, it's a movie that when I saw it, I thought it was a big successful hit. Um, mm. but it only really became what it is today through its DVD and video sales. Um, yeah. what's, uh, not that we need it because I think every motherfucker on the planet has at least seen this film. And if they're, if they're listening to this podcast right now and they haven't seen Fight Club, I'm very confused. Um, but yeah, do, could, do you mind giving a, uh, a, a plot description for Fight Club? Yeah, so it's about <clears throat> your extremely average Joe who, played by Edward Norton, he, he works an office job at an insurance company and lives a very boring life. Like he goes home, he shops through his Ikea catalog, he falls asleep watching TV and then he goes to work and that's it. That's his life. And at the beginning, he's having insomnia and he doesn't really know why, but he's clearly very miserable. Anyway, then on his um, tour around to do the insurance assessment things, he meets um, a character played by Brad Pitt called Tyler Durden, who is basically the opposite of him. He's eccentric, he's interesting, and he lives life on the edge, I guess is the, how, how you put it. Um, and then um, he gets back to his place and realizes that his apartment has exploded. He's got nowhere to go. And so he calls up Tyler, who he Tyler gave him his card. And then the two form a friendship from there, which amounts to him living with Tyler and then starting the fight club together because Tyler awakens this, um, you know, he's, he's in a, he's in a instincts that he's been suppressing. He gets all this, this rage out and he starts living his life like, I don't know, through a series of adrenaline rushes kind of. Um, and it, it basically turns into, um, into mayhem. It turns into like a anarchist political, movement by tyler and yeah that's 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 kind of it it's, it's basic synopsis that's that's yeah that's pretty much it he ends up fucking that you know they form this fight club and then it ends up becoming a cult is it hard to would you disagree that it's pretty much a cult yeah it's it's it yeah it's it's pretty much a cult it's like a fascist cult hmm it's um yeah, I, I I really need to know what your uh, uh, what your opinion of this film is. Um, so when this movie came out, I think I was right in the age bracket that it <clears throat> really appealed to. Yeah, so it came out in '99. I didn't see it when it came out, but I saw it around 2000, 2001, and you know I saw it because all the all the boys in the school were going on about Fight Club, and so I watched it with a bunch of my friends. And just for years after that, into my teens, it was just such a, like a movie that like every, every teenage male just loved. And I personally didn't like it that much. I thought it was okay. Um, but just like, okay, cool, whatever. 
Um, and then I saw it again in my 20s and I thought about the same of it. And then I watched it again recently and I think I like it more now than when I was a, a teenager who just like exactly the type of person who should be in love with this movie. What changed? I appreciated it more this time. Hmm? What changed? I didn't take it. I didn't take it so seriously. Okay. I felt like, and, and I think it was because I was surrounded by people you know, this, taking it seriously, people taking it seriously and just being in love with it, being obsessed with it and talking about how cool Tyler Durden is. And that really pissed me off. Um, I was able to just sit down and watch it. And be like, I haven't seen this in ages. And then I sat through it and I was like, that's a really funny movie. Mm. It's like... This film I is, think it's, it's, is uh, at its best when it's being funny, in my opinion. I think the best parts of it are, that, are those, you know? The, 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 the comedy is what makes it work. Yeah. It, it functions as a comedy for me. Mm. I have a... Like, it's not, it's not some, like, it's not like a screwball comedy, but I mean... Overall, I feel like it's played like a comedy. Oh, it, I, my, it goes my in and out. Take- it goes in and out with this film, and that's one of my my personal issues with it. Is it's um, is its tonal problems. Um, yeah, go on. So like, I, I I I'm I have really mixed feelings about this film because like I I really enjoy it. Um, I think it is. And this is this is this is me being as honest as I can here. This film is almost technically perfect. Technically perfect. Visuals, mm-hmm. sound, casting, design, score, technically everything about it works perfectly. And it's mm-hmm. and it just proves that Fincher is a fucking genius and that I'm yeah. never gonna be that good and that he is like a master, right? And and that and, and I can you can almost apply that to all of his films that you know that he's a perfectionist and you can tell. Um, yeah. My issue with it is, is that its 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 theme and its tone seem to be unclear. Now, if you look at it as a biting satire, it is hilarious, and I love mm. it at its funniest. And if you and and I've tried my best to look at it at that perspective, right? However, there are times where I think it starts to take itself a bit too seriously and Mm -hmm. um, it becomes, uh, I don't know, a bit heavy-handed. It's got a bit too much pseudo-philosophy in there and I think it thinks it's... and, and And it takes itself seriously. And what scares me is I think that's why a lot of people like it. Not because of the satire, not because it's hilarious... Not because it's mm. making fun of these toxically masculine, you know, toxic masculinity and these kind of people. Tyler J- Durden's mm. a fucking joke. He's a f- he's fucking crazy. He's a terrible person, and yeah. he's hilarious, and I love him. But he's a he's he's not good. Like that, he's not a role model, and that's what scares me. Is I think uh, I talk to a lot of people about this film, and they seem to not see it the way I want I see it or the way I want to see it or the way I try to see it most of the time because the film makes it fucking hard there are times that just seem so yeah ham-fisted and like it's got this fucking nihilistic agenda and 
And I can't stand that. That shit makes me vomit. Um, anyway, sorry, mm. I went on a bit of a rant. But as as a funny film, as a, as an exercise in technique, um, mm. all of that stuff, it's fucking perfect. But I mm. wish, I wish he could have somehow tonally made it a little less, um, I don't know, vague, because. I don't know, you like, this could be watched. This is watched by so many people who take it seriously. Yeah, I think you're going to have a hard time avoiding that. And it's specifically, it's because the type of people that exist yeah. are the type of people that the narrator character is. So I view it um, as it's it's a film that takes place solely inside the head of, the main character sure and so the 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 pseudo philosophy um is just him trying to figure out his place in the world and what he believes he's clearly very angry and upset but he's um uh he's he's suppressed Mm. but then i think that's why um everything everything that Tyler Durden says like all, all their philosophies on life are wrong. And they're, but, but they're, they're rehashes. On- they're not original to this. They're rewordings and shit that have been spouted over and over again. There's nothing but that's original exa- about but that's exactly the, but that's exactly the point is because this guy lives, um, in advertising and television shows. Yeah. So he just has these vague notions of a philosophy, you know, swimming around in his head. And so he's just piecing them together and forming his own, his own take on the world in a, in an, in a position of insanity. Mm. So when, when like the, I think that there's a scene where he, uh, where Tyler Durden is like pouring the, that shit on his hand to give him the scar and he's in a lot of pain. Yeah. And then, you know, Tyler starts spitting all this, philosophy about life to him Mm. and how you know this is your pain and you're meant to feel alive and blah 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 i you know i definitely i think that there are people who take that shit very seriously most people and they watch this and they they it's like they are attending a sermon or something yeah which which is freaky because i was laughing my ass off because it, it is exactly that. It sounds like, you know, a, a disturbed idiot's 3 a.m. drunken rant. Yeah. It, see, and, and my, my, like, I have a problem because I don't know how I, how you could make it less. Like, I, I don't know how to fix it. If that makes sense. Well, you don't, it doesn't need fixing because. No, of course, of course I'm not saying it doesn't need, I'm not saying it needs fixing. But it's like, right. I have this issue with it. And I'm like, if I could somehow change it and make it different, would, how could, like, to make this, me not have these mixed feelings, it's impossible. Right. But it sounds like your feeling is coming from a, a disturbance of the fact that there are people who take it seriously and think Tyler is a, an, an icon. He, you're meant to look up yeah. to him. and yeah. Yeah, but then, you know, I mean, if you change the film so that 
those people don't believe that, you'd have to make the satire so on the nose that it would render it shit yeah, for me to watch. Everything else would ru be ruined. Yeah, no. It would be yeah. It would be a movie for babies. Yeah, like, I, I, I get. I get. I mean, saying. like they're just stupid. They're the exact kind of people that the narrator character is. I mean, he develops these views on life because he's he's insanely uneducated and has been suppressed in his own mind his whole life has just been binge watching tv shows and just mindlessly going about his dull job until one day he fucking snaps and thinks someone like tyler durden is cool so if you think that tyler durden is cool and that that's a philosophy to look up to you are the main character who does not have a happy ending is not a good guy and is in fact kind of an idiot and I, if you don't see that, get help. Because <laughs> it was very obvious to me, and I'm not a very smart guy. Yeah. Like, it's, you, like, it is so... You know what? This is like the... This is like the Joker of the 90s. It's the same thing. It is literally the same thing. Mm. You know, people are romanticizing this thing that it's that it's saying like that my, my, my i think m what makes me upset with this is that it's clearly saying more and something different um to what the what audiences and stuff are taking from it that i think that's my issue with it is that they're that, that it's not it's not propaganda you know what i mean it's not something that's romanticizing this it is a satire. It is. However, it's yeah, too it's, good um, of a I satire that people yeah. are. It's going three sixty. It's it's go. It's uh, sorry. It's going one eighty. It's turning itself around, and people are mm. uh, agreeing with the nihilistic fucking anarchy shit, yeah. and are thinking that it's I and definitely... thinking that it's intelligent and thinking that it's mm. important and relevant and all this stuff. And yeah. that's what freaks me out. Where with Joker, it's literally just an incel's wet dream, you know? And yeah. that's just the whole film is just that, yeah. you know? Someone who's like, boo-hoo, my life. Very... I'm going to kill people now. Yay, I've taken yeah. my life into my own hands. Because, I mean, it's a, it's a very similar journey that this guy takes. I mean, he starts out being like a, a guy who's trying to get by in this society he doesn't agree with, but he doesn't understand what's wrong. And then by the end of it, he's he's crazy and leading a cult. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very similar. Joker's incredibly on the nose, which is why I, I didn't like mm. it. Mm. Um, and I don't think that, I don't think that this film is lampooning the, it's, it's subject matter. I think it has, um, a, a definite, maybe not sympathy, but an empathy and understanding for the type of person that the narrator is. Is. of course of course and it's more about like it's more about like a, a, a like a nightmare scenario i you know i do feel bad for this guy mm. because he's not having an like an, an awakening and becoming better he's going insane yeah it's a, it's a it's a tragedy it's a tragedy what's happening to him and i think the biggest tragedy of all is that he doesn't understand why because this is a very complicated system that we have. The world's a very complicated place. And he knows that there's something wrong. He doesn't understand what it is, but he can identify 
symptoms. Yeah. So he he attacks those symptoms. Like commercialism and, and shit like that. Yeah. And I have nothing against buying furniture, but I do understand that there's cogs in the machine of something like IKEA that are that you know that is quite bad for us and you know should be addressed but it's but he but i don't even understand that shit that well but i know enough that it's more complicated than we need to blow up buildings you know mm. we need to start a a fight club and get our male energy back and, and you know what i mean mm. but because this guy lives such a sheltered existence and just watches tv and advertisements all day things that um are by design meant to kind of make you dumber you're not meant to there's nothing that this guy takes in that gives him an insight into how his world functions yeah so when he snaps he has no idea and it comes out in this really unhealthy way yeah you you know what i I mean So so that's why i think that it's like if you're the type of person who thinks that he has a point and you agree with every single one of those points, what you're missing is that he says himself at the beginning that he has no idea about anything except advertisements and sitcoms. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, I get, I, I get what you're saying about the whole empathy, like that he has an empathy for, like, uh, like you know how it's like a that Fincher clearly has an empathy for this main character, right? Um, I don't think that necessarily, if it didn't have it, would nullify the the satire. I think every main character, like all films, there should be some present empathy or something, at least from the filmmakers, for the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that being taken out would make it more of the satire that I wanted it to be. It's, it is the satire I want it to be. It's, I don't know, it's just, it's, maybe it's just really effective and I'm just fucking too, like, interested and too affected by it that it's making me paranoid. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe, maybe I'm the problem here, but, but like, I've met people who have these fucking fight club posters on the wall. I fucked a guy once that had a fight club poster. And after I started talking to him, I realized why. Um, it's. Why? Oh, just. Oh, the. Did he start? Did he start spouting all sorts of like. Yeah. Hunter gatherer philosophy to you? Yeah. Just all this really disgusting, like um, masculine shit. And I'm like, you just fucked a guy, dude. Like, chill out. Like, you know, you're, you're not, fucking gay. You're dude. Gay as shit. Why are you? Why are you? Why do you have a Fight Club poster on your wall? God. Um. No, it just. I'm just. I'm just scared that people. I'm just scared of the people that take this too seriously. Not that they're going to be violent, of course. I'm not. I'm mm. not going to be those people that are like, Joker's causing mass shootings and stuff like that. Of course, it's not going to do anything like that. However. Mm. Nihilism is, um, in my opinion, detrimental to the world, um, detrimental to your mental and physical health. So if people are really Mm -hmm. finding themselves attached to these nihilistic fucking philosophies, um, Mm -hmm. I'm worried about their, their health, you know, and 
that I guess yeah, that's where I'm kind of coming from. Yeah, but I think in the same from. way, like I agree with you. Um, you know, honestly, I'd, I'd be lying if I said it doesn't concern me how a lot of people um, take films as guides to living. Yep. And they, they see characters as role models or, or friends. But I think, if anything, that makes something like Fight Club more relevant because that's the same... <laughs> That's the same type of um, closeted insanity that the narrator has at the beginning. So then I yep. think that the film does have a point. And also, like you were saying, how it disturbs you because, because I don't want to say Fight Club causes that behavior. Because I don't think that... Of course not. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that it does. I think that if there's, if there's any causality to that behavior, then it, then it would have more to do with the things that Fight Club criticizes. Yep. Um, I forget what I'm trying to See, say. See, but here. the thing is that basically rather than, rather than like, um, you know, blaming Fight Club for, um, making, making people act crazy, is, is sort of the same problem that the narrator has in the film where he blames Ikea yep. for turning men into pussies. Yep. You know, or thinking that the solution to the problem is to <laughs> fight, is to is to fight each other and, 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 and blow shit up. Mm. Like, um. it's, you know, you're saying it's that there are these things that it's criticizing and stuff. But it's also kind of romanticizing a lot of it as well. And then that's kind of where it walks that really dangerous line. Like these are, at the beginning at least, for the first two thirds of the movies, these are cool guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can kind of get on board with it. And then, of course, it gets out of control. Um, but I don't know. It's oh, Definitely, man. But I mean, like Fincher, this might be my favorite thing about him, is he doesn't give a fuck. No. Like he doesn't care if people take the wrong thing away from it because he um I, I, he 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 unbiasedly ex explores the the psyche sure. of his characters and it's all about exploring and understanding and presenting and then you take away your own thing from that it's not his responsibility which I agree no with. it's the audience not his responsibility to um to send the right message no that that would um, be that would be constituted as um censorship and su stuff like mm, that if he had to send a, a, a proper message you know um yeah do you think this film is important um i don't know if i honestly believe that any movie is important <laughs> Do you think if, this if, is an important you know, if they, piece if they of are, cinema then, history? Yes. Interesting. If if not just um, if not just for the cultural impact, yeah. Then it's um for how well made it is. Yeah. Because, like you said before, uh, every aspect of the filmmaking it hits it out of it's the park. It's perfect. This film is and, technically and, perfect. I cannot think yeah, of anything think wrong with it. Yeah, the, like you said, the casting is great. The performances are fantastic. The directing, 
the lighting, the cinematography, the score, uh, the editing, like everything hits it out of the park and throw in the experimental techniques in it and the bonkers story. And yeah, what are some of the experimental a, technique that you're talking about? Um, well, they shot it on, um, 35 mil prints and then like fucked with the reels. Um, like did like, uh, ex- exposed portions of it to light. Like apparently they were stomping on it. Oh yeah. The, um, Just, you, you mean flashing the film? Yeah. 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 Like to, to, to give it a, to give it a particular look. I mean the subliminal editing, like how at the beginning, um, images of Tyler Durden, um, are subliminally cut into the film to, mm. to represent how he's beginning to enter the character's mind. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And, and then the, the meta aspect of it and how that's something that, uh, Tyler himself does, um, like edits, like subliminally edits pornographic images into children's films. Mm. I mean, it's, it, 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 it consistently breaks the fourth wall and it makes whereas, sense for it to do so. Whereas Tyler Durden's um, uh, splicing dicks into Disney films, he's almost splicing mm. himself into the film before he's even in there. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's pretty cool. It's uh, Again, I... I my sister showed me this when I was very young and I really liked it, of course, because it's awesome. But uh, she was annoyed at me because I spotted uh, a couple of the flashes the first time I watched it. So before mm. it was revealed, I actually picked the twist and she was really mad right. at me for picking it. It's <laughs> like, what do you mean? You know, I'm like, it's, it's kind of a bit obvious. And then it happened and yeah, she was yeah. not pleased with me at all. As you know, it's like one I mean, of those what films. About that, what about that twist? I mean, everyone knows it now. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time I've seen it and really noticed how obvious it how, is. How obvious it can be. Yeah. yeah. I've again I mean, like he's never he's never really on screen with anyone else. The way characters react to him ever talking to Tyler. You know, or him, him ever referencing mm. Tyler and just the looks that characters give him. It's like, oh, this, this, which, which again, I think is like, they did such a good job that very few people saw it coming, mm. but making it actually really obvious. It becomes more obvious the more I watch it, but that's not mm. necessarily a bad thing. You know what mm. I mean? This is one of those movies that the first time you watch it, you're never getting that experience back. You know, I, I envy mm. anyone who is about to watch this for the first time because uh, it changes dramatically after that. I'd say for the better, it changes for the better. However, the ride is different. Um, I think I think it actually... This I, I, I've only seen this three times now, I think. Like oh, I watched Jesus. it once in my teens. I must be a freak. Once anyway. in my 20s. And now in my thirties, um, and this is the most fun I had watching it. Really? Um, yeah. And I'm keen to watch it again. I'll probably watch it again soon mm. because I already knew everything about it. Like the second time I rewatched it, um, 
I'd, I'd kind of almost forgotten about it because it had yep. gotten to that point when it's like, you know, like all my friends throughout my life have just been people who I talk to movies about, but it was like, do not talk to me about Fight Club. I don't want to fucking hear about Fight Club. It's like anyone talking to me about Joker now. It's like, I don't want to fucking talk about Joker. I'm the same. I don't want to talk about Joker. I don't want to talk about Fight Club. I don't want to talk about Scarface. I don't want to talk about Heath Ledger's Joker. I don't want to talk about any of your incel bullshit. I'm the same. But I think Fight Club is now old enough and I don't want to say irrelevant because I think if anything at this point in time, it's possibly more relevant Mm. um, now. But I think, I think that the hardcore fan base has moved on and they're they're now in, they're now into, yeah, they're now into Joker. I think um, I would have liked, okay, hypothetically I'm 25 in 1999. I don't think Mm. I would have had as many of these issues as I have with it now then. I probably would have liked it a lot more in 1999 if I was my age, if that makes sense. It's just in retrospect now, it's a bit scary just because of, I don't know, again, it probably would have been as scary back then. But just the way the world is now, it's, I don't know, people are uh, getting angrier and angrier at this, you know, and um, it's shit like this that worries me. I mean, like this, this, um, yeah, this um, cult that Tyler starts up is uh, it's basically the alt-right. Yep. Would you say? Yeah, I agree. I it's agree. Not a, it's, not a, it's not a race thing. I don't think they, they, they have any race things going on, although I'm pretty sure his whole gang seems to be... Oh, no, there's, um, there's black people in there. But it's definitely... Are a, I thought um, they were all white. Nah, there's, um, no, there's black people. I, I um, didn't notice them. That's my well, fault, though. <laughs> I'm not glad me. I don't see color, so I guess it's a, uh, you know. Yeah, fair enough. But it's definitely a, um, it's definitely a male thing. Mm, of so, course. You know, it's kind of like a, this is, this was the incel film before incels were a thing. Mm, mm. Which I guess is Are why you- it can, which is why I think that maybe you're a bit off put by it. Because I'm 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 really good at not letting an audience ruin something for me. Sure. But, okay. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, there's just there's too much stupidity in this world in this world, and um, I have a hard time not saying my opinion on it. It's a, it's a curse of mm. mine and it's got me on in many an argument online. Um, mm. But yeah. Um, Does it make you uncomfortable? Because it's this is kind of like, um, you know, set like in, in the incel world. You know what I mean? It would be like if somebody now made a film about a group of, a group incels. of incels. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, and and, and, I'm, and I, if it doesn't, if it doesn't come out and outright criticize them or make fun of them, then it's like, what are you doing? Are you saying that that it's good or? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't even think this could get made today, to be honest. Uh, 
Yeah, it would certainly be very different. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it would be as... This movie barely got made in 1999. The fucking studio freaked out, changed all the advertising, and the film tanked. Well, not I, I wouldn't call it tanked. It, it underperformed at the box office. Um, yeah. So- I mean, which is weird because they, they're like, oh, yeah, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. I hear that happening a fair bit. Um, or I've heard it happen plenty of times before where a studio will get a cut of the film and then they freak out and they think that no one's going to go see it. So they cut its marketing budget to save money, but then no one goes to see it because you didn't market it. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, if we, if we don't cut the money, we're going to lose it. But if we cut the money, we're going to not make money anyway. So we may as well lose as little as possible. Mm. You know, it's, it's really yeah. annoying. I think this um, film, yeah, I think this film solely survived on the backs of angsty teen boys. Yeah. Recommending it to each other. Yeah. You know, I, Bro, this is- have you seen Fight Club? Tyler Durden is so sick. Yeah. Um, Let's start our own Fight Club. Oh God. And, uh, and it's funny cause I know the, it, it goes both ways. I've seen a lot of people, I know a lot of people that if someone says to me, I've seen Fight Club and they want to talk about it. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk to you about Fight Club. I don't want to get, I don't want to open that fucking can of worms. But also if someone says they haven't seen Fight Club, I'm like, you need to see Fight Club. (laughs) Like it's, it's this weird dichotomy. It's very good. Because uh, a lot of people hear the name and they go, oh, why would I want to watch a movie about Fight Clubs? (laughs) And I'm like, it's not a movie about Fight Clubs. You know, it's, there's a bit more to it. So yeah, it's it's I, I have this weird again. I have a super weird relationship with this film, and I think you know I get insecure at the fact that I like it so much. Not that I see myself as an incel or something like that. Obviously, I I detest that sort of stuff. Uh, I detest yeah. that mentality, but I don't know. I think uh, it's a bit of a meme to me liking this film. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think probably. You know, I don't think that there's much I dislike about this, except for um, I get a bit bored towards the end. I mean, not bored, but I was like having such a fun time watching it. Yeah. Up until the second half of the third act, where yeah, I just that's kind ex- of fucking you hit the nail on the it. head, man. For me, the first act mm. is hilarious. It's funny. It's unpredictable. First half of the second act mm. is funny unpredictable weird where is this going the third the second half of the uh, second act sorry um it becomes a bit too serious and that's where i think it becomes you know it's the point in the movie where all the stakes are in and stuff and you know things are falling apart um you know the film literally starts breaking apart there's a scene where the film shakes it's a reference to an Ing- Ingmar Bergman film. I fucking love it. But literally the film starts to deteriorate. It's It goes that haywire. But I just yeah. wish it had a little bit of levity um, in that part of the film, you know? Uh, yeah. And that's where, I, I, for me, it becomes a bit dangerous because that's when the humour and the, a lot of, and some of the character stuff is taken takes a step back and we really mm. start getting into the political side of it and the pseudo- oh, really? because that to me is when it that's to me when it got really funny 
at the was in right the, at the end after he realizes that he's him and Tyler are the same. No, person. no, no, no. So I'm talking about a different part of the film. I love when he finds out. Mm. Um, I have an issue pretty much through from uh, when they turn the house into a military camp till oh, yeah. um, till he finds out he's Tyler Durden. That's yeah, kind of okay, where I have exactly, an issue. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Once there's people showing up on the doorstep and he's and he's building an army up until he finds out, yeah, it slows down. No, if for well, me it's too serious. It slows down. It just, yeah, it gets a bit dull. It, it gets, a, yeah, I, and, it, and, it, and then it leans more into the philosophy like, in the territory. For me, it's that it leans a bit too much into that alt right philosophy sort of stuff. I wish it was still a bit funnier. Mm. And that, you know, also that is the point where the characters stop interacting as much, you know, the, where a lot of the charm and the energy for the film comes from the interactions between the narrator and Tyler Durden, you know, that's the meat and gravy of this film, you know, um, they start, their relationship starts falling apart and thus they're not together as much. And Mm. I don't know, that's that to me, I'm like, I wish they just made it a hate being like, it's I want it to be fucking funny or whatever, but I want, mm. I just want the satire to be present more in that section of the film. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so I sent you a, uh, cause again, like we could start going into all the technical parts of the film. I, I, I seriously, we could be talking for three hours about this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I could at least, there's so many different things I love about it and that I want to point out, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think enough people are out there talking about how much they love it. I'm kind of happy that we uh, took the time to kind of point at some things that I don't really think get said as much about the film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah is, uh, is there anything else you want you want us to kind of pontificate about the film? Um, no, not really. I think if I start... <clears throat> If I start on some point, I won't shut up for like 10 minutes, but I think that's enough. So basically on this uh, podcast, a little segment we do is uh, I find the highest voted uh, best and worst review for the film that we watched just to hear what uh, other people are thinking. You know, someone is getting a lot of approval for a positive post and someone's getting a lot of approval for a negative post. Um, Yeah, let's uh, let's hear what they are, Dan. Okay, so this is a 10 out of 10 review um, by Buck3. A unique film written in 1999. Fight Club is one of the most unique films I have ever seen. In addition to presenting a rather fresh take on life, FC... Ugh. Who's FC? Oh, Fight Club. Oh, Fight Club, yeah. (laughs) Just write Fight Club. That is not... You don't... Ugh. Fight Club also presents its material in a fresh way. My main interest in the film is in that, in my opinion, it does not present characters for us to think about. Rather, it presents actions for us to think about. What? That's a stupid sentence. It's like one of those sentences that that mean nothing. Yeah. I will say that I cannot recall ever having been asked by a film to both suspend my disbelief the way this film asks in its third act and at the same time to come to terms with an understanding that there is no room or need for disbelief. Shut up. That's, I hate this motherfucker. 
what a <laughs> crap pretentious paragraph I just read. I'm, I'm so mad. Perhaps these comments will not make sense to the average moviegoer who will dismiss this film and unfortunately its premise as another Hollywood flick filled with gratuitous violence. I'd go as far as to say that this film is not about violence. It is about choices. It is about activity. It is about lethargy. Lethargy? Do you say lethargy or lethargy? I don't know. Which, are we talking about feeling weak and tired? Is yeah, that la like, like laziness. Lethargy, I think. It is about waking up and realizing that at some point in the past, we've gone to the toilet and thrown up our dreams without even realizing that society has stuck its fingers down our throat. This motherfucker has the poster on his wall. Yeah, he's, he's the guy he's, I don't like. Yeah. I would argue that anyone caught at some point in their lives between a rock and a hard place, anyone who has reached bottom on a mental level, anyone who has uttered to themselves, wait, this isn't right. I would not do, say, feel what it is that I just did, said, felt. I do not like this. I must change before I am forever stuck being the person that I am not. These people, they will know what I'm talking about. These people will not only recognize the similarities between Edward Norton's character and themselves, oh they will be unfortunately God. familiar with him. These people will appreciate Fight Club for what it is, a wake-up call that we are not alone. Um, no, I recommend that those people don't watch Fight Club. I recommend they see a therapist. Yeah. Uh, Fight Club is a movie for people who aren't like that and maybe try to get some understanding about people who are like that. If you are one of those people... See a doctor. Do not watch this film until after you have booked some sessions with a psychologist. Yeah. As David Berman once said, I'm afraid I've got more in common with who I was than who I am becoming. <laughs> if this sentence makes any sense to you, go see Fight Club. You won't regret it. <sighs> I hated every single sentence of that. <laughs> He at no point said he thought it was funny. No, he takes it deadly very serious. serious. Yeah, this is um, yeah, this is um, this is Mark Chapman coming across Catcher in the Rye. Yep, this is well, it's it's not that level. It's this is this is quite benign, but it's 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 what I don't like about it, and it's what a lot of people get from the film that makes me upset. He doesn't mm. sound like a shooter, you know what I mean? But mm. um, I don't know. It's it's just I, I hate pseudo-intellectualism. I hate pseudo-philosophy. I hate all this shit that's just yep. um, feeds the fart machine for me. Like it's just so many people need to be heard and desperately try to be heard that they'll just spout any absolute garbage that they've fucking read in a book. Actually, they don't even read it in a book. They saw the fucking movie. You know what I mean? And then they spout <laughs> it out like it's an original fucking idea. Yeah. And he gets his vocabulary from Tyler Durden. Yeah. Like the character in this fucking movie, everything they got was from TV and there's nothing unique about them. Um... I don't know that just I can't stand that stuff. You know, I, mean, I fucking I dated. I, I dated one of them that before. Because you know what I he, mean. He, like this guy clearly relates to the narrator, yeah. and um, 
Yeah, but he, but he isn't uh, looking. But he but he isn't noticing, or he isn't even acknowledging that that's fucked. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like he's like, society's terrible. Society's putting his fingers down my throat. You know, like that's yeah. the perspective he's taking on it, which is the perspective that Tyler Durden takes on it, which is yeah. not good. I mean, I don't think that they're necessarily wrong. I just think that they are capable of identifying symptoms only. Yeah. And it's um, like Tyler Durden is manic. He's manic and psycho and has no ability to think rationally. Mm. I mean, that's the way he's designed. He's meant to be just the, the embodiment of uh, an untethered um, uh, instinct, mm. you know, um, but that's not good. I don't think, and I, and I don't think that I, 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 I don't even think that it's, it, it's ambiguous as to whether he's a good character. Of course it's he fucking not. becomes the antagonist. He is the antagonist the in the film. Yeah. He's the bad that's guy. It's not even up for debate. I don't think. But, you know, people you don't know? talk about that. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, again, it's, 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 it's this film is frustratingly subversive and mm. to its own detriment for me, at least, you know. You know what's funny? What? Is it, it is it, um, it shows the progress we've made in 20 years that these people have gone from admiring Tyler Durden to admiring <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. Oh God! Who What's, is, who, what, what? What do you think is worse, though? Huh? Who do you? Okay. Who? Who? Who is a worse role model? Uh, Tyler Durden. Really? Yeah, it's more dangerous. Oh well, per- personally, if I had to follow one of those two people, I'd follow Tyler Durden. Personally, I'd I'd a sad sack crying and whinging. Like at, le- like at least uh, Tyler's at least somewhat affirmative, you know, mm. where it's where the Joker's just whining the whole time until the last scene. Yeah, but the Joker is like Arthur Curry is Edward Norton's character. And the Joker, when he becomes a Joker, that's Tyler Durden. That is the shittest thing that has ever come out of my mouth. Yeah, I... Please pretend I didn't say that. I'm going to pretend like I'm going to delete that from the podcast, but I'm not going to. Yeah, you have to leave it in. Shall we get on to the bad I'm going to read this one out of ten. One star by Volv Hunden. I love the IMDB usernames. They're hilarious, I know. They're always so weird. Like Brack Three, <laughs> that was in nineteen ninety nine. He could have had any fucking name. Brack had not been taken yeah. yet. So Brack Three. <laughs> okay, one out of ten. Action movie with an infantile rubbish plot. Seventeenth of August two thousand and two. In short, Fight Club is a movie that attempts to give a distorted portrait of society as an evil in order to facilitate showing violence and yet more violence. But since the protagonist's disbelief in society is not substantiated, the movie has a hard time explaining the destruction plot. So, time has to be spent watching people fight. And of course, the disbelief cannot be motivated. The protagonist complaining that, 
God damn it, an entire generation pumping gas. We have no great war, no great depression. That wasn't the protagonist. That was the antagonist who said that. You fucking... Well, they're the same person. Oh, they're person. the same person. Maybe that's, yeah. That's not what he means. Um, it's both romanticizing over events in Western history that made absolutely no sense to the people living it. Yeah, but the point of that is that, like, that modern culture represented, like, presented to them through TV and advertising and, and messaging yep. was romanticizing those events. Completely missed the point. Okay. Look, and at the same time... Sorry. So I was just going to say continue. Uh, and at the same time, mocking our grandparents and the life and society they fought for. Ours. Oh, this guy's worse than the last. The main character continues. We were raised on television to believe that we'd all be millionaires, movie gods, rock stars, but we won't. Well, learning to differentiate between yourself and movie gods and rock stars and learning that life is not all beer and Skittles is what growing up is about today. <laughs> my God. This is my dad. Yeah. My dad wrote this. <laughs> oh, it's just like our grandparents. I'm like, you are the grandparent cunt. Like, are you talking about your grandparents in 1885? Like, <laughs> Check out this next line. So... Brad Pitt, grow up and go read a book or something. Oh my God. You made that up. No, no. You're lying. I swear to God. I swear to God this is in there. So good. The rubbish quote sums it up pretty good. I see in Fight Club the strongest and smartest men that have ever lived. I see all this potential and I see it squandered. God damn it, an entire generation pumping gas or waiting tables, slaves with white collars. We're the middle children of history. No purpose or place. We have no great war, no great depression. Our great war is a spiritual war. Our great depression is our lives. Advertising has us chasing cars and clothes, working jobs we hate so we can buy shit we don't need. We were raised on television to believe that we'd all been million. Now he's just having the... Does he just have the quote in his film? all be millionaires. Is hmm? he just quoting the film now? Yeah, and, and re-quoting the same things. But anyway, we'd all be millionaires, movie gods, rock stars, but we won't. And we're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. That's the end. He just finished... The rubbish quote sums it up pretty good. And then he just... Then it's a full paragraph of just that, like the, the exact quote. That was worse than the other one, to be honest. Yeah, because this guy thinks, they, I think they think the same thing. Like they both think that this film is, um, tr either this film is trying to be, or that movies should be demonstrations on how to live your life and how to behave. Sure, but one loves it and is um, getting a hard on from it yeah. and the other one's getting annoyed because it's, not traditional. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they're both, I, I, I think that they're both just incredibly wrong. And this is what we were talking about. People who watch a movie and think that they're supposed to, um, take orders from it. Yeah. You know, like it's the fucking, the fucking Bible. Nothing is meant to be that. You're meant to process. Do you, I think that you can watch a film 
and it's fine for it to 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 let you think for it to open your mind and and um and for, to make you think about some things but the idea is that you're meant to think about things and 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 explore further what you think, think. more pro- process process these things not not coming not not coming out of a of a fight club and being like huh well i'm certainly not going to start a fight club bad movie yeah yeah, I don't know. It's that that second one. That second review was worse because it didn't really go anywhere. It didn't really have a point. At least with the first one, I could understand that his point was that he found the movie inspiring, which is. Well, I was. I was. I have to admit, I was almost a little inspired about <laughs> by his um by his words. He he sounded very passionate. This like he went and saw Fight Club and it fucking hit him hard yeah he was calling he, he did like, a call to arms and you almost joined yeah it was a it was a <laughs> yeah incels unite oh god um anyway uh do you have any closing thoughts or anything you want to say before we give our fart ratings no oh except um no okay what do you what do you give it out of 10 uh fight club's a, a great movie i give it a nine out of ten cool yeah, um, again, I love this film. Um, even though it sounds like for the last like hour or so I've been ragging on it and having issues with it, the reasons mm. I have issues with it is because I care about it so much because it's really good and I don't want mm. people to take it the wrong way, and which is what's happening, and that frustrates me and that gets me mad and then that gets me impassioned and then that makes me go on rants. Uh, so, yeah, 10 out of 10 farts for me. I love this film. I just... Damn. Yeah, I know, I love it. But... It's it's just scary how it's um, misinterpreted, um, you know. It's it is satire. It is lampooning this toxic fucking mentality. It's shining a light on the stupidity of it. Yet mm. that light, that sh- shining a light on it, is also encouraging people and inspiring people, which mm. scares me. So ten out of ten farts. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's why I care so much. If I didn't give a shit, I wouldn't have talked mm. about it so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I think honest, like I'll just say one final thing about that is, um, if we had have watched this, you know, five ten years ago, I'm I'm I would probably be a little bit more on your side in that it's it's a difficult watch because I know that there are so many um, freaky people who. Um, getting boners for it. Mm. Um, but I personally feel like they've all moved on to Joker. Mm. Yeah. That's so true. it's sort of like, you know, it's sort of like they're gone. We're free to, we're free to enjoy the movie. Yep. Yeah. They're gone. That's true. Um, just to, off ruining something else. Just as a, as a little thing, uh, I'm, I'm inviting anyone who is angered or disappointed with our opinions to tell us your perspective on Fight Club, send us an email to moviebuttspod at gmail.com. I would very much like to hear uh, how we're wrong because uh, that interests me. So if you if, if you are offended by what we've said, um, please send us an email explaining why we're wrong. I'm, I, I think you're interested in seeing that too, yeah? Yeah, well, I mean... 
I mean, we really liked the movie. Yeah. I, mean, I guess, but some people might have a problem with... What we're saying, um, I think. I, yeah, I have a I feeling what, like, what we're saying is um, not a conventional perspective on the film, I don't think, which is sad. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, join us in a couple of days for part two where we talk about uh, Panic Room. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.